with your hosts, John and Adam. This month's episode, The Road to E3. Welcome to Mega Dads Live. I'm your host, John Wall, joined with Adam Leonard. I'm Adam Leonard, and just so that everybody is aware, we do just about have the exact same voice. So if it gets a little confusing, there's nothing we can do about that. I'm Adam Leonard. I'm John Wall. See, tricked you. <laughs> so this is the beta episode, if you will, of Mega Dads Live. Uh, feel free to leave comments and feedback. We really value what you have to say about the show. Unless you have something negative to say. Then keep it to yourself. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear that. So basically we're going to break it down like this into the show's going to be three segments. The first segment is going to be news headlines. We're going to talk about recent recent happenings in the video game industry. We are recording this in advance so news might not be current. But we're still calling it news. (laughs) We're not really live either. We don't. (laughs) We're totally full of it. So that'll be the first segment. Then we're going to move on to discussing uh, what we've been playing, what video games, what games we've been playing recently. And then at the end, we're going to give, since we're on the cusp of the Christmas of video games, we're going to give our E3 predictions, what we think is going to be happening, what we think is not going to be happening. Because sometimes that's the bigger story, how everybody lets us down. So, um, with that, oh, a quick, I want to say thank you to all the fans of Megadads so far. The response has been pretty great so far. Uh, you can find us uh, everywhere. Megadads.org is the our, our main site. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. And you can find us on Twitter, at Megadads blog. So, check us out. Should we jump into the news? Let's do it. All right. First story. March NPDs came out. Uh, PlayStation 4 is selling like hotcakes, if you will. <laughs> they announced I've that never they never bought a hotcake. I don't even know what a hotcake is. It's like a pancake, right? I think it's like a miniature pancake that uh, you don't necessarily eat with syrup, which you wouldn't think would sell that well. No. PlayStation 4 is selling like miniature pancakes. <laughs> uh, sales have topped 7 million making it the fastest-selling video game console in history. Uh, shortly after that, Xbox, Microsoft rather, announced that the Xbox has shipped 5 million units. Now there's a discrepancy there. Hmm. And it's a I, bit, didn't, I didn't catch it. What was it? It's extremely obvious is that while Sony is touting their sales, Microsoft is... Really, they're coming back with this is what we've shipped to stores. That's what second place people do. That's yeah, that's kind of telling. So my, I, from what I've heard, it's probably in the four million something something ballpark, which is actually also very good. That puts them as the third fastest selling video game system in history, right behind the original Wii. So nothing to to cough at. And if PlayStation Four didn't exist. People would be talking about how hot it is, but they just happen to come out at the same time as the hottest thing ever, so... And it's really interesting that those figures are so high considering how closely they released yeah. together. Apparently, it's not like they were staggered. Apparently everyone uh, was ready to buy new systems. Except for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey now. <laughs> the Wii U has sold like 15 systems, so... They, actually, they, they came out and they said that they have sold... 
6.17 million systems. 6.17? 6.17 million systems. That sounds now, like a, a real number. That sounds impressive compared to the other ones until you realize that, you know, they ship one year before everybody else. Did so. you say that was units that shipped or units that shipped? I think they're saying sold. That's kind of surprising. So, um, you know, uh, they're not doing great, um, but... I think they can turn things around. It's, um, I think this, you know, we'll talk about it in the E3, but I, I really think this is, if they don't come out with an amazing show, and we say this, we say this every year, but if they don't come out with an amazing show, they're just, they're done. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody is, you know, all three systems are out now. Uh, they need to give people a really good reason to pick up a Wii as opposed to the other two. And the reasons are there, but... They are. They just, uh... They're, you know... It's a it's a tough sell. The thing, the thing the Wii U needs to do, because they're not going to get the... They're not going to get the market of the gamer that, you know, you're, you're my age, or like the 20-year-old gamer. They need to figure out what, the, what they did right with the original Wii, because that sold amazingly, and it sold two kids. It sold two families. So, right. I think they... While everybody gives Nintendo a lot of crap for playing to the kid market, I think if they don't play to the kid market, then the Wii U is going to be a complete wash. And we can actually kind of roll into uh, another of the news items, because I think it's a direct uh, connection. Um, what I think could be uh, one of the saviors for the Wii U is they just announced they are going to be uh, showing at E3 apparently a Skylanders slash Disney Infinity type game uh, with, you know, collectible figurines that, <laughs> that you, I guess, place right on the, uh, uh, from what I understand, the Wii Pad. The Wii Pad's got that sensor on it that has gone completely ignored. Right, and this would be a good use for it. You don't need, you don't need one of those extra bases like Infinity and Skylanders have, and you'll be able to collect figures of Mario and, you know, presumably Pokemon, Link... Metroid, I think from a, I think from a marketing standpoint that this is a great decision. You, I mean, you As, look at Skylanders and Disney Infinity both, and the huge, huge numbers they're putting up. They're selling insane, and it's like, uh, you know, this seems like something that could really, really catch on. Especially, I mean, you just dump a ton of Pokemon figures in there, right? And kids are gonna eat it up. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done. I mean, this is almost in line with what they did with Animal Crossing once upon a time. Remember when they had the e-reader and the cards? Yeah. They would sell packs of cards. You would yep. scan the e-reader. I don't remember. Would it would it be characters that would come to your town, or was it? It would. It was all sorts of stuff. It was items, I think, and yeah, wallpapers yeah, yeah. Yep. And, yep. and whatnot. But I, yeah, I mean, I think even this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a huge hit for them. We'll see, we'll see what the actual game. Right. That, I mean, is. they've shown nothing at all about the right. game, and you have to wonder what kind of game it would be that would incorporate Mario, Samus, Link, Pokemon. It would almost make sense. Smash Brothers. I was gonna say it would almost make sense if it was a Smash Brothers type game, but right. obviously that's not going that's, to that's be not it. The case. So I'm curious to see what the actual game will be right. like. Yeah. Because I'm not... I haven't played Skylanders. Um, I'm not crazy about 
Disney Infinity as far as the game goes. It's kind of bland. It's kind of, I don't know. It, it just really, you know, my daughter, we got it for her for Christmas and it's not really holding her interest that much. She loves the toys. She loves playing with the figures, but the game hasn't really clicked with her. So right. hopefully Nintendo can come up with something a little better. Nintendo will be able to make a strong game and, you know, kids kids know the Mario characters, so it'll sell. Yeah. I don't know how many how many systems it'll sell, but it'll it'll definitely sell to the people who, who already own it. Yeah, and it is coming out, I think, also for 3DS, so it's Wii U and 3DS, and the figures work between both games. I think that kind of speaks to Nintendo has been talking recently about how their next wave of consoles is going to blend even more the line between home console and portable. And you see with Smash Brothers being a cross-platform thing. You see with the Animal Crossing Wii U Plaza where you access content from your 3D, 3DS on your Wii U. And now you see this, that's gonna be available for both. Uh, they really seem to be testing the waters with bl blurring the line between your home system and your portable system, which is cool. I think that's a good way to go. You know what they need to do? I just thought of this now. Turbo Duo. <laughs> Do you remember Turbo Duo? Yep. yep. It was a handheld system. It played the exact same cartridges that you played on the TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. You did not buy, need to buy two games. Yeah. If you had the handheld, you could play the game in your handheld system or in your home console. Well, PlayStation has that too with their, what do they call that, cross-play? Cross-play. Yeah. Um, I don't think all games supported. It's kind of some here and some there. Okay. Um, it's it's similar, right? But uh, I, I mean, I think just being able to buy the one game in the store and that works in either one would be would be kind of amazing, yeah. actually. It would be smart, good yeah. idea. Um, should we keep with Nintendo news? Sure, there's more Nintendo news. Well, speaking <laughs> of possible saviors for the Wii U, um, Mario Kart Eight is being released. Uh, depending on when this podcast comes out, is either about to be released or just came out. May 30th is the release date, and they're pushing it pretty big time. It's being bundled with the system for $329.99 uh, with a racing wheel, I think, packed in. <laughs> um, and then also they've got a great deal for if you purchase the game and register with Club Nintendo by July 31st, you get a free digital copy of New Super Mario Bros. U, Pikmin 3, Wind Waker HD, or... We Party You. And this really pisses me off because I own all those games except for We Party You. You're stuck with We Party You. So I'm getting a free <laughs> copy of, what is it going to be, like Wii U Pong or something? Uh, I don't even know what We Party You is all about. But uh, do you think this is going to be big time blockbuster for Nintendo? I think this will be as big of a blockbuster as they're going to get. Um, obviously they don't have as many established um we use in people's homes to make it a huge success, but I cannot see anybody owning a Wii U and not buying this game. This yeah. looks better than anything they've come out with for the system. This, the the gameplay, we all know is gonna be amazing. Um, the online play. Online play, the, the, I actually just read the other day that the online play is gonna be perfect because you're, you're able to invite that second local player play online with you, kind of like Left 4 Dead, so you can have two people in one house versus two people in another, or however many you want to go. I think that's awesome. 
Nintendo gaming is perfect on the couch, and when you combine that with the online, that's it's gonna be it's just gonna be awesome. I'm really really pissed off because my new baby is launching right around that time. Mm. He's coming like five days later. Man, you got so hosed in that deal. Yeah, so he's gonna be uh, greatly neglected for the first few weeks of his life. I would expect. I would hope so. I mean, I've been waiting for Mario Kart 8 for a long time. Way um, longer than your baby. The, ba- the baby was just kind of <laughs> like, it just happened, so. Whatever. I mean, I did not have a baby on pre-order, but. So, yeah, uh, should be a big smashing hit for them. Um, just like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare should be a big hit for Activision because of the Kevin Spacey's. No, because it's called Call of Duty and anybody will buy it. <laughs> That's true. It really doesn't matter what's in it. Uh, that comes out November 4th from Sledgehammer Games. Um, this is my thought. Kevin Spacey comes out. Okay, that's great. Kevin Everybody Spacey, loves Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey in a game. Awesome. But he doesn't belong in this game. I'm watching Kevin Spacey. He's channeling the character from House of Cards, yeah. which is a great show. But he's standing in front of like holograms, and there's dudes in mech suits jumping all over the place, and there's robots, and fine for Call of Duty if you want to go that route. I really think it's a mistake, but I don't know. It, the trailer just felt... Weird. I mean, apparently he'll do anything for money because you know you saw K-Pax, right? <laughs> so, so I mean, <laughs> seriously, he doesn't. He's not too choosy. I just, but it just feels off. It it feels off and it feels tired. It's it's so uninteresting to me. Uh, it just seems like they're not trying. You know, I honestly, I honestly would be more interested if they went back to like World War Two. Well, I remember when historical stories. Yeah, I remember when Medal of Honor came out, and then Call of Duty even more so afterwards, where these games were presented to give you a sense of what that was like. They were historically accurate. They almost played tribute to these these soldiers, and you felt like you were you know, you were playing something that mattered. Modern Warfare came out, and it was completely original, but Modern Warfare was great. But, no matter how great anything is, it is going to suffer from franchise fatigue. Tony Hawk! If you go year after year after year. Guitar Hero! <laughs> yeah, it's, there's, nothing can survive that in my mind. Wait, weren't those both Activision titles? Yeah, they sure mm-hmm. were. Yeah. And the same thing with Assassin's Creed. I was completely on board. I loved Assassin's Creed. And they were able to maintain that high level of quality. Each Assassin's Creed game is great. But no matter how great it is, you, you, just finished it. You just finished the last one and they're giving you another helping. Nothing, I don't think anything can survive that. Yeah, at some point, you gotta take a little break and, and have some breathing room. I don't, I don't even think it's a matter of quality because there's no denying that these games are, they are good. Mm, Ghost wasn't that good. I, I guess I never played. See, and that's just it. I, I played Modern Warfare 3 and I, I didn't care for it. It was okay, but I immediately forgot about it when it was done, and I just I just don't care to keep going back to that same well over and over and over again. Yeah. And Assassin Assassin's Creed is kind of the same thing where I just I loved it until they were done with Ezio, and once they were done with Ezio, I kind of lost a reason to really care because I wasn't following the same narrative narrative thread, which right. gave me reason to come back every year. I'm not coming back for the gameplay because the gameplay has been the same for the last what six years. I do gotta say, Black Flag was really, really good. It was the best one maybe since two, um, four or five years ago, however long ago that was.
was. I just the way they incorporated the pirate stuff, the the sailing, the sea battles, the it it didn't feel. I mean, there were parts where you know you still had to follow behind the guy and spy and listen to what he was saying, but mm-hmm. there was enough that was new to the series that it felt fresh. It felt interesting again. I, I'll be curious to see what. But does it justify it coming out every year? No, <laughs> no. Um, do you know what else shouldn't come out every year? Need for Speed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. No, EA just announced that Need for Speed uh, will be taking 2014 off for the first time in 10 years. Which really surprised me because I can't believe it's been running every year for 10 years. It doesn't seem like that. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they pump them out pretty consistently. Um, I didn't play the last one. It looked good. I never got around to playing it. Uh, I have I have liked Need for Speed in the past, but, you know, I'm fine with that. I can take a break. It's interesting because that's a franchise, too, where... It jumps development houses. Yeah. But they still come out every year. I mean, yeah, they kind of bounce around. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I, I don't think... I, I don't think anybody's going to really miss it for a while. No. no. All right, uh, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back, so hang around. listening to Megadads Live. Don't forget to visit us at megadads.org. And we're back. Megadads Live. We're going to be talking about the games that we've been playing and maybe a little bit of what we're looking forward to before we lead into our E3 analysis, what we think is going to happen at the big show. So, John, what have you been playing? Well... Besides with your balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been taking up most of my time, but when I give them a break, uh, I just finished Ground Zeroes, Metal Gear Solid and Ground it, Zeroes. And it took you 10 minutes? Uh, 14. I took my time. <laughs> um, I just put up actually my blog post kind of discussing this, so some of this will be a little redundant, but uh, I surprisingly liked the game quite a bit. The last Metal Gear, what, 4? Is that the last one that came out? Yep. Um, well, unless you're counting the portable games. No, but not counting those. We don't count them. No. Uh, so, yeah, I played through 4, and... I enjoyed it while I was playing it. Yep. Uh, it would be very difficult for me to remember anything about it now mm-hmm. that happened. Uh, pretty forgettable. I think they've become so up their own rear with their lore and their characters and their... Yeah. Metal Gear Solid is just a strange... It's a very successful franchise, but it's a yeah. very strange franchise to wrap your head around. It's ripe for a reboot, I think. But... um. But Ground Zeroes, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. You know, it was, it took me 77 minutes to complete it. So it's brief, essentially an epilogue. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not an epilogue, prologue. Prologue, yeah. Um, but it's, I thought... It's it, an epipro-prologue. Epipro-prologue. But I thought it was really good. Uh, the gameplay was tight. Um, it felt a little more natural, the, the controls, you know... They got rid of the little wheels, you know, hold on the shoulder button, and here comes, you know, ten options on each side. Sure. It was pretty much the D-pad to, you know, select your weapon. Um, Is it trying to westernize itself? 
Maybe a little bit. Yeah. You know, slightly, but it still felt very Metal Gear. The graphics were outstanding. I played it on Xbox One. Um, probably the best looking next-gen game I've played yet. Especially the cinemas were super sharp. And the story, while, while confusing in that it's kind of a... It feels like reading chapter two or three of a novel by itself. Yeah. I, you know, and maybe this is coming from the portable games. It's spinning off from those because I didn't really understand what I was there for in the beginning. That's, that's what I, that's what I've read is that it's pretty much a direct sequel from the PSP game. So that's why I was confused. But, and then at the end it leaves you very much in a cliffhanger, you know, <laughs> to lead into the next games. Uh, so, you know, it, it was not like a complete story or a complete experience, but while I was playing that, I was having a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with Phantom Pain. I hope I hope they really scale back the crazy, because I, I own all the Metal Gear Solid games, just like you said, for the systems. I never played any of the portable ones. I never got a PSP. I wasn't one of the 12 people that got a PSP, so um, Metal Gear Solid is one of the greatest games of the PlayStation era. Definitely. Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and 4, not as much. I know a lot of people give a lot of love to Metal Gear Solid 3. I... I don't... I don't... I don't... Yeah, it, I, doesn't, it's, it doesn't blow my skirt up. It just seems like they've never been able to achieve that holy crap feeling of the first Metal Gear Solid. And they probably never will. No. Because that came at a time where that style of game had never been done. That kind of 3D cinematic experience had never been done to that caliber. That we're not going to see that kind of a leap going forward into another kind of game. The game itself might be great, but you're not going to get that feeling of, oh my god, what am I playing? I think the problem is, and maybe it's because, you know, I'm an old man now and I can't follow these stories, but they just need to keep it... They just need to simplify things. Yes. You know, you look at a game like The Last of Us, couldn't have, couldn't possibly have a simpler story. Right. But it was such a great fleshed out story with mm-hmm. the characters. And I think if they found a way with Metal Gear just to just to tone it down and simplify it and tell a, tell a, you know tell your good story, um, it'd be easier to to get into. The Super Soldier getting cloned and. and- and handing down his legacy to the the artificial intelligence supreme being that'll rule the country from and the vampires from the shadows and, and it doesn't have to be Kiefer that for Sutherland and I, you know, I don't know <laughs> he loves convoluted stories that Kiefer I am very hopeful for for what they're going to do with Phantom Pain. I'm very looking forward to Phantom Pain. I will never spend the amount of money that they're asking for for Ground Zeroes. No, and hopefully with Phantom Pain, you know, the the ratio of uh, you know, the money they're asking for per hour of gameplay doesn't mean it's going to be a $400 <laughs> title when, when Phantom Pain comes out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I was impressed. Cool. Uh, how about you? I've still been trying to sludge my way through Grand Theft Auto Five. Wow. Yeah. Hello, 2013. This is... <laughs> I know. It's one of these retro games that's going to be remade any day now. Um, no, I I got it for Christmas. And the thing, the weird thing about Grand Theft Auto V was I found myself so involved in the online. Yeah. And I am not an online gamer. No. I don't like playing online. I don't like playing in open worlds with people that I don't know. Other people are jerks. 
people on the internet are just yeah. Except our fans. Yep. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is just something so riveting about the online where you're able yeah. to build your own empire. Tweak out your car and save up for the tank that you want that you see online. Buy your penthouse suite. Um, on Jimmy's purse! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just fell out of the, the single player. And I am a single player guy. I love, you know, I play Call of Duty. I don't touch the multiplayer. Weirdo. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I want it. I want the story. I want the single player experience. Um, so anyway, I dived back into that the last couple of weeks and I'm trekking through it it's a fantastic game everybody owns it so i don't need to talk about it anymore everybody knows grand theft auto is a premium title top notch top shelf and they're supposedly going to be coming out with their co-op heists this spring there's there's a new patch coming out i think this weekend very soon yes it's going to have um some new additions in anticipation of the online heists which is what i'm looking forward to awesome yep boy what else uh have you been playing anything else Nope. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll come back with our E3 predictions. This episode of Mega Dads is brought to you by Desitin Cream. It's great for diaper irritation or that horrible case of swamp ass you got from playing Titanfall for six hours straight. Now back to the show. We're back one more time in Mega Dads Live. This will be our final segment. We're going to talk about E3. We're going to talk about the website and our brand new relaunch that's coming up. So, E3. E3, baby! Every gamer loves E3. Woo! So, obviously, there's going to be a lot of staking your claim this year. Oh, this is going to be... Sony is going to try to put the boot to Microsoft's neck. Or their butt, or whatever that song was supposed to be. <laughs> Just slapping them in the butt. Um, yeah, at a boy. Uh, Microsoft is going to unle- unleash their exclusives in hopes of cutting into Sony's market, and Nintendo is trying to stay alive. And staying away from E3, apparently. And staying away from E3. Because they're not even going to do a press conference again. Well, here's the thing. For somebody who's staying at home, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really care if there's a presentation live but I want to see the games covered in depth. I don't want one of these canned little presentations where they give us a little clip and that's about it. I think Nintendo is going to unveil or they're going to announce more than they're going to unveil. I, I, I can see Nintendo coming out and saying... Is this, your, is this your first official prediction? This, this is my first prediction. Okay. I can see Nintendo coming out and saying, we're making this, we're working on that, and we're going to release this just to get people on the line. Kind of like uh, last year's uh, Halo trailer yeah. or the Uncharted teaser. Yeah, right. yep. Essentially saying, oh, guess what? We are making this. Yep. It's way off, but mm-hmm. hang out because, you know, we're going to do this. I love Nintendo. I'm a, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I really want them to succeed, but I'm not stupid, and I know Nintendo always screws up E3. They, they had one good year about, I want to say three or four years ago. 97? <laughs> um, where they, un- they unveiled like the Donkey Kong Country Returns, and... Um, Gosh, I can't even remember what the other games were, but I remember just... They struggle, typically. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I think they, I think they will again. I think they'll unveil a couple of great big reveals, but I think they need to say more than what they can show. Do you think there's any chance I've heard mumbles, rumors of possibly coming out with a game padless Wii U? Do you think that is even a remote possibility that they would bundle some sort of a traditional controller to really jack that price way down? I said, uh, yeah, I don't think price is the option or is the problem. Um, I think if you took the gamepad out, even if you dropped it like 50 bucks, I don't think price is what's keeping people away from you. But don't you think price had a lot to do with the original Wii's crazy success? It was, yeah. I mean, what was it, 250 when it when it launched? Yeah, it was, it was something. It was dirt, dirt cheap. Yeah. That's why grandmas in nursing homes were, you know, yeah, I suppose you could, it I up. suppose you could go that way, but then if they're not offering the gamepad, then they're gonna, they're gonna... What's their, what's their hook? Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, I don't think that'll happen. And it's not, it's not the games. Their hook's not the games. Um, they, I think rather than dump it, they have to push it. Their next batch of games has to do something with this thing that makes people realize what it's for. Not like Donkey Kong, uh, the last Donkey Kong, where it just, <laughs> the screen just goes black the, the when, last, you're, when yeah, you're playing. The last yeah. Donkey Kong kind of gave a finger to the gamepad yeah. saying, I don't even need you. Yeah. Um, I think, I I don't know that they will, but I think they they should they should push it rather than pull it. <laughs> well, I, I can't believe I just said that. That'll be an interesting video. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see Reggie do that. Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, um, I think one of my, I'll go right into one of my predictions. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, the big new Zelda HD. Oh, I hope so. I think it's got to be that. I mean, they've played their Mario Kart, they've played their Mario Kart Smash Brothers. Uh, I think there's a decent chance we're going to see a Metroid. That I was thinking that too. It's going to be one or the other. If they don't show off a brand new Metroid or a brand new Zelda, um, I would be very surprised. I think they, yeah, I think they have to. Yeah. Yeah, there was that tease at the Spike Awards last year where they had the head of Retro Studios wearing right. his Metroid pin and they gave a little wink, wink, nod, nod, but they didn't announce anything there. No. Am I the only fool that wants it to be a 2D game? Nope. I, I, I think Nintendo really hits gold when they channel Retro. Yeah. I really do. I think... I think I'm the only person that didn't really like the Prime. No, I didn't. I didn't really care for it either. Um, and I'm one of the very few people that actually liked uh, <laughs> Other M. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think they really have untapped potential there. I think when they brought Mario back to 2D, that was a huge plus. I think they, I think Donkey Kong being a strong 2D platformer yeah. that is a huge plus. They can do that, and they can do that really well. Um, so. I would, I would love to see a 2D Metroid. What else are we going to see? Star Fox? I, Star Fox is kind of just gone. F-Zero? Yeah, that's another one. I mean, Nintendo's got all these franchises that they should be pulling back, um, but they're not, and I don't really... I don't know. Sorry, Internet, but I don't want to see another Pokemon. <gasps> I would love... Blasphemer! I would love to see a new Animal Crossing. Yeah. I would... I would do jumping jacks if they unveiled Animal Crossing for Wii U. Yeah. And I... I'm, I'm all about the Tom Nook. I'm very opposed to jumping jacks, so that says how much I want it. 
All right, uh, what else you got? Hit me with another prediction. Okay, um, I can see, speaking of Nintendo dropping the gamepad, I think Microsoft is gonna drop the Kinect. I think the Kinect has shown itself to be exactly what Kinect was for 360. Nothing. I really think, and that's something that would benefit from a price drop. If Xbox yeah. One drops $100 because they take out the Kinect, they're back in it. I don't think they would drop 100 because, like we said in the first segment, they're selling a crap ton of Xbox Ones. I mean, they're selling a ton. It's a big hit. So I don't think they're in a desperation situation where, like Nintendo, where they have to be drastic. Right. But I think there will be a price cut. I don't think it'll be $100. I think it'll be $50. Bucks. You think it'll be without Kinect? Ah, I don't know. I think... You, okay, you own an Xbox One. How yeah. essential is your Kinect? It's not even remotely essential. How beneficial is your Kinect? I, I very much enjoy my Kinect. I'm very glad it is a part of my Xbox One. Uh, I almost never use it for any kind of games. Uh, I pretty much use it to uh, to say Xbox pause when I gotta go upstairs and take a whiz if I'm watching Game of Thrones. Um, you know, that's what I use it for. I walk in, walk downstairs, Xbox on, Xbox play this, Xbox play that, Xbox pause, go here, go there, record this. And that's all really cool stuff. It's not essential to the Xbox experience. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I could foresee uh, them taking it out. If they do take it out, maybe they do go to 400 Yeah. Uh, I mean, that they, would be huge. They've been testing out already, you know, all spring and winter long, 450 sales yeah. with a game yeah. bundled. Yeah. So if you take out... It's, it's really interesting because when you think about getting that system with the game bundled in, and then you think about buying a PlayStation and having to buy a game, they're not that far apart. But that price tag sticks in your head. Right. Yeah. I mean, People don't see buying PlayStation 4 as $400 plus $60 plus dollars. Right. I mean, they're really... I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think about it that way, this this past winter when you could buy a system for $450 with a game, it was essentially the same price as PlayStation. Right. It was essentially the same. You could get Titanfall as a bundle or I think... Uh, uh, what's the racing game? Project Gotham. No. No. Um, the, Forza. Forza. There's just something about it. There's there's a, I, there's a I I love PlayStation. I don't own a four yet. I will get a four at some point. Um, I think that their big lead is based almost solely on Xbox. Their screw ups. Well, they they effed up launch huge. And I think that is what's dug the hole because if you look, I mean, even if you look at games, I mean, look what's coming out the rest of this year. PlayStation has. Well, that already came out. I'm oh, talking, about, talking the, about the, re the rest of the year. They've, they've got The Order. Yep. And they've got Drive... What's the... Drive name? Club. Drive Club. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Xbox has... They've got uh, Quantum Break. They've got Project Spark. They've got Sunset Overdrive. They've got... Presumably, the Halo 2 remake is going to be coming out this fall. Waste! Well, yeah, Halo <laughs> people are going to gobble that up. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's very easy to say Xbox One has the better looking lineup of games this year. So I think I think they're doing a lot of stuff right. I think they just got to get that price yeah. uh, competitive. Yep. 
and then I think they'll be they'll be in there. You know, that and PlayStation 4 has got um, PlayStation Plus, which I think is just... PlayStation Plus is an insane value, and I really wish that I was taking advantage of it. I have the first wave PlayStation 3, which has like a 200 megabyte hard drive, yeah. so I, I wouldn't be able to download any of these. You can put a couple wallpapers on there. Yeah, that's about but um, it, what they give you is, they give you a lot for your little bit of money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that was my other prediction, was that Xbox was going to come out uh, swinging, because last E3, Sony with a big smile on their face, was just <laughs> slapping them back and forth. Yeah. And I think uh, now with Phil Spencer in charge of Xbox, um, you know, I think they've got a lot to prove. I think they got a chip on their shoulder now, and they're going to come out, and they're going to be pretty aggressive. I think they're going to drop the price. I think they're going to, you know, announce a ton of games, you know, probably, probably see Halo 5. You'll probably see maybe Gears... Uh, and so, they, you know, they've said a bunch of new IPs will be announced. They've supposedly got some big Japanese exclusive. Who knows what that is? I think, I think both systems, PlayStation and, and Xbox, are going to have a ton of big games. Yeah. Let's hope that we see a little more Uncharted from Sony. If oh. they if they come out with Uncharted, 4, I mean, with all the trouble at Naughty Dog, Uncharted 4 is probably nothing more than a bunch of storyboards, but... Here, here's what they're going to do. The, Uncharted will be at E3. It will essentially be what was at the Spike Awards. They're going to have a little teaser. Yeah. It's all going to be CG. Yeah. A little voice over. I think that game was pretty much scrapped and started it from scratch. I think it's probably very, very early on. Uh, I don't think they've got enough to really show anything besides a little, a little CG cinema thing. Yeah. Game announcements. I really hope we see Tomb Raider 2. Yeah. I, I think Definitive Edition was kind of a, a test to what they're going to be able to do. I really hope we... When Tomb Raider, the relaunch, was unveiled, that was like a, oh, yeah. kind of she's back moment. I really hope that they, they kick us in the kick us in the ass with a Tomb Raider 2 announcement. Uh, I wouldn't be, yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I'm going to go out on a big limb here. This is my wild card prediction. I think we're going to see Last Guardian. That would be something. I think, I think that game is rapidly approaching crap or get off the pot. Yeah. You know? It's almost like mythical. Everybody rumbles right. about it every year. And but they, but they keep anything. saying, oh, we're still making it. Oh, we're still making it. Yeah. Okay, show us. Give us something, and not just you know. We need details. We need a we need a release year, mm -hmm. if not a season. And I think I think I think they're gonna do it. Do you think they'll have any effect if it's not like an actual build of the game? It's kind of like last year when we got the Kingdom Hearts three announcement. And it was right. Like, oh my god! But then you watch it another time, and you're like, yeah, they, they're not even barely started yeah, on this not, game. That's not a real level. Yeah, there's no way this game's coming out in the next five years no. kind of a thing. Yeah, I think they have to. I think, you know, you don't work on a game It's what, five, six years now they've been working on Last yeah. Guardian? Yeah. I think they gotta have something playable. You know, if not playable on the show floor, you know, something, Somebody that, something that they do on stage, they drag out, you know, whatever, whoever. Uh, to play the game. And it works better than that Spellbook crap that they played the... Uh... Oh, man. What <laughs> happened to that one? Uh, it probably played exactly like they showed on the, on the show floor. It never came out, though, right? I don't know. That was mm. that was absolutely hilarious. That was a complete cluster F. I want to be Ron Weasley. 
my magic wand. Oh. So, uh, what do you think? What's your wild card? You got a wild card prediction? I really hope we get a complete rehash. Scrape everything off and start fresh with Resident Evil. Just call it Resident Evil. Yeah. It's not seven. No. F all that crap they did with six. It's Wesker again! Yeah, just no. Just take everything you know about it, throw it away, start over. You can even you can even start over with the basic premise of the first one, but really go to horror. Really go it to scary. It doesn't even have to be zombies. No. Just make a great horror game. Yep. Yeah. I would love it. Oh, that'd be so great. I remember when everybody was talking about Six was supposed to be the restart of the, like, really reinvigorate the franchise. Six was crap. You can't fight me on that. <laughs> Six was very much like uh, the Metal Gears I spoke of. I had a lot of fun while I played it and then immediately forgot about it as soon as it was done. It's... Think, think of the legacy of that series. Think of when you first played through Resident Evil 2. And then think of what it is now. Yeah. This is the this is the series that needs rebooting the most. Reboot, not relaunch, not spin off, not anything. Start over. Evil Within. That's the uh, spiritual successor, isn't it? Looks yeah. great and looks better than anything Re than Capcom's put out in the last five years. So let's yeah. see. Let's see. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's a wrap on Mega Dad's Live Episode One. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, once again, uh, please feel free to leave us comments uh, and feedback either at uh, megadads.org or look us up on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter at Megadads Blog. Uh, we can't wait to hear from you guys. And the Megadads site is going to be seen an overhaul. Yes. We're going to be launching brand new um, in June. It's going to have new features. We're going to have a better look. Um, Slicker look. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit tighter, a little bit more professional. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's gonna be three D. It's yeah. Um, no, it's not. There's good. No. No. It's not. No. What else we got? It's really not. Thanks for listening to Mega Dad's Live. We'll see you back here next month with more. Bye-bye.